what we're doing is very disruptive to the legal space. And the attorneys, when we first started, just came out of the woodworks. And yeah, just started filing complaints against my company, against me personally, to the state bar, to the unauthorized practice of law committee. And so this is really scary when you're... What are they complaining about? Well, it's, it's interesting because the folks who were complaining were direct competitors. Today, our guest is Yusuf Kassam. He's a CEO and founder of Easy Expunctions and member of the board at the Justice Technology Association. He grew up an hour south of Houston, attended undergraduate at Trinity University, and went to law school at St. Mary's University, both in San Antonio, Texas. Between undergrad and law school, he worked at KPMG and PricewaterhouseCooper. After law school, Yusuf moved to Austin to start Easy Expunctions. He started it from his brother's couch. Soon after launch, he received funding from the city of San Antonio and support from local business leaders, where he now builds the company's headquarters. Yeah, we just live in a very antiquated legal system. And this bias against the pro se litigant was not something I anticipated. I figured that if you're in the right court with flawless documents and the law says you're statutorily entitled to this relief, like it's not even a question kind of thing, then injustice aside, a certain outcome can be expected. Welcome to Austinpreneur, our show about the stories that made Austin, Texas, a global hub for startups. The show is produced by Capital Factory and hosted by me, Nick Spiller. As a reminder, by joining Capital Factory, you can plug into the ecosystem where the stories on the show were set. Learn more about us at CapitalFactory.com. Yusuf discovered the idea for easy expunctions after doing an expunction for himself. He was looking for a job after undergrad. Something came up and he had to take care of it. Did my first expunction for myself when I finished college and in response to an internship that had ran a background check on me and found my dismissed arrest. So that was the first time that I learned about criminal records and how they follow you, and even if you were found not guilty or your charges were dismissed, you know, that record remains. And most employers will run a background check. And so when they ran a background check on me, that showed up. It was a super awkward conversation. And so learned about expunctions as a remedy. Couldn't afford an attorney at the time, so I learned how to do it on my own. And wasn't pretty. (laughs) It took me a while and didn't know what I was doing. And I saw how confusing and difficult this process really was. Now, had you gone to law school? I hadn't. This was pre-law school. And then the feeling I had when I left the courthouse was unforgettable. I, I saw an opportunity there. I don't think I could have imagined the level of impact that this would have on people, even though I felt the impact that it had on me. I was like, great. But for me, I didn't look at my arrest as something that was going to hold me back ever. Mm. But when I went into that, my boss's office, and he had ran that background check, that was the first time that I recognized that it could, that this is something that could 
preclude you from certain opportunities. After doing his own expunction, Yusuf bought the domain easyexpunctions.com and enrolled in law school. The idea grew on him all throughout law school, and at the same time, the technology he needed to execute on it came to fruition. That was how it, the idea got started. So purchased easyexpunctions.com. That was about the only thing I did after that for the next few years. <laughs> and so went to law school later that year, decided I wanted to become an attorney, and loved the idea for Easy Expunctions. So I kept paying GoDaddy that $8.99 every year. And I think I had thought about the idea long enough that I thought about how to automate the process. Mm -hmm. And so before, I wasn't really thinking about automation. It was a lot more simple. Just here's some documents, here's some instructions. Mm -hmm. And then there were some developments that made automating it possible. One special part about Texas is we have four of the 10 largest cities in the United States, and they are all within a day's drive of each other. Whether you live in Austin, Dallas, Houston, or San Antonio, Wake up, drive to any other city for a day of meetings, and return to sleep in your own bed, often before dinner. I like to call doing business across Texas, Texasing. Yusuf is a great example of Texasing. He went to school and thought up Easy Expunctions in San Antonio, moved to Austin to launch it, got attention from local leaders back in San Antonio, so the company relocated there, and he's still involved in Austin, much due to our relationship with him at Capital Factory. Right after graduating law school, spent the next month and a half, couple months studying for the bar. And so that's like first things first. Right. I'm going to make sure that I just become an attorney. And I think not maybe a week after that, I had the idea about automating it. And that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. So I spent the next few months writing out a patent. Mm. and. Then I filed that patent, provisional patent application first, then secured an angel investor and moved to Austin and started building this out. Lived on my brother Rami and Efren's couch <laughs> and so for a few months and they were super generous. Why'd and, you bring it to Austin? Or why um, did you come to Austin? Because it's Austin, because there's so much going on with respect to startups. And then my brother was here. My brother had a marketing company here in Austin. And so he gave me free office space for our first few years. And so we went and hired a developer the next month. And that was our only employee at the time. Yeah. And started building this out. You had one angel investor? One angel investor. Funding this? And yeah. Was a, yeah. Close family friend. He's known me since I was a little kid and always believed in me and would vocalize that and said, knew that I was throwing out business ideas from time to time. So he said, when you have one that you want to run with, better let me know. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's awesome. And so went to him. And I think it's probably a much different experience than most folks have when they're looking for their first investor. I was extremely privileged in that sense that was able to go have one meeting and was able to secure an investor. It's not well, you, typically you, you like that. You had interacted with this investor exactly. and built trust for, sounds like, quite some time, right? Yeah, since I was a little kid. And yeah. so I think if there's a lesson in there, it's you know, your first investors are going to be the people that know you. Yeah. It took us about a year almost to build everything out, enough to get started. Got it. And so you had a year of development. And were you doing 
other legal work or any anything else? Or I just... mean, I had my license, and yeah. so I would do some legal work to just make money and right. pay the bills. Yeah. But for the most for the most part, we were working day and night. Yeah. On this and and you're just getting this data, getting it organized, figuring out what all the all these different jurisdictions are. Were you doing this for Texas or what was the first Texas? For, yeah. So Texas. just start off just focused on how many criminal history databases are there in Texas? So there's 254 counties. Okay. In Texas. Yep. And every county is like its own kingdom in right. a lot of respects. And so each county will have their own criminal history information. And within that county, there is the district clerk's office and there's the county clerk's office. And so the district clerk's office is going to be mainly felonies. And so your more serious offenses will be there. And then county courts more misdemeanors type offenses. Then you have JP courts, municipal courts. These are class C misdemeanors. And so if you ever get a traffic ticket or maybe an MIP or something like that, you'd probably be in a justice of the peace court or a municipal court because they exclusively handle class C misdemeanors. Then there's a DPS statewide database that has much of the convictions and things like that. So yeah, I, th- and I think you were collecting all of that. We were. And yeah. so we focused on the biggest counties first. Obviously, I think the top 10 counties are close to almost 80% of sure. you know the population here in Texas. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, we focused on the largest counties first. Yeah, when we got started. And then got this ready and then sales? Yeah, we got sales pretty quick. Yeah. Like right after we turned it on, we got a wonderful response from folks. And so we very quickly felt like we were onto something. Yeah, I think first month we sold one. <laughs> and so it was, but that was really exciting. And then by I think month four, month five, we were doing almost $20,000 a month. And how many expunctions is that approximately? It was probably 50 customers. That's when we knew we needed some help around who we're we gonna hire. You're about to hear from Gordon Doherty. He's our chairman and co-founder at Capital Factory. Yusuf from Easy Expunctions, I can't remember the exact first encounter, but it would have been around the time that he was considering to join the Capital Factory as a portfolio company. He did quite a due diligence, quite a bit of due diligence on us, which I really respected. I mean, I wanted to talk to some other founders. He wanted some other successes like him. But at that time, a large majority of our founders were in Austin or the other major markets, Dallas and Houston. San Antonio had some incentives that he gladly took advantage of. Really important stuff. I mean, every dollar really counts. And now they've built a great company and they're, I mean, clearly one of the leading startups coming out of San Antonio. They're going to be a, are they already a success story? They're going to be a big success story for San Antonio, which is good for San Antonio, good for Texas, good for Capital Factory, good all the way around. That's when we started meeting with a mentor in San Antonio. So that was Caleb Sephori. He was VP of sales at Rackspace. Yeah. And an angel investor. And we knew that he was investing in a lot of startups, advising startups. And so we went to him to get his advice and we to share with him what we were working on. And my friend worked for him for a while. And so that's how we had met him. Yeah. And... We go over there and he's generous enough to give us an hour of his time to meet and get advice from him. 
So we met with him for an hour, tells us some things that we could go do on the sales side. We come back the next week, show him that we've done the things that he had suggested. And same deal, after that first month, we had doubled our sales. And so he's, let's do two hours a week. And the sales continued to grow. And so he, at that point, was like, hey, are y'all interested in moving to San Antonio? And so that was like the first. What? Yeah. <laughs> Pure ball. I know. And that was that was the first time he had suggested that idea for us. Hey, for anyone listening, Rackspace is a tech startup, not, was a tech startup that had a tremendous impact in the city mm-hmm. of San Antonio and has the people from Still the, having a huge impact. Yeah, the people, yeah, still people have gone to do even bigger things than Rackspace yeah. and, and have really turned it into a super attractive place for startups and entrepreneurs. And we're down there, you know, someone from Capital Factory is down there every day. We have an office. But it's a little less common maybe when you started making this decision. Not common at all. Yeah, not, yeah, common, not at common at all. Because... Austin is where people were moving to. Nobody was really moving out of Austin. And so we love Austin and had no interest in moving at all. But San Antonio was a little bit different, I think, for us. And I think part of it was the fact that we were already driving down there and getting really valuable advice that was helpful for us. And we had a support system there. I had network and a background there. I went to undergrad at Trinity in San Antonio. I went to law school, St. Mary's in San Antonio. And so wasn't still pretty familiar to me. Only about an hour drive down the road. And so we felt like there was an opportunity for us to get the best of both worlds and be able to get support that our particular company needed. Easy Expunctions gives people the right to reclaim their story, specifically reclaim it from the justice system in America. Misdemeanor criminal records, often even where no convictions were made, can prevent you from going to a school you love, living where you want to be, and getting the job you've worked so hard for. In the past, you would have had to go to the county clerk's office or the district clerk's office and ask them to check their files maybe to see if there were any records that matched. These are public records, and so over time, in order to make it more accessible to the public, they digitized this information. And more and more people accessing the internet, governments putting this information online, and then more and more consumers turning to online services instead of going to a professional, instead of hiring an accountant. There are situations where you could go to TurboTax and they could provide an outcome for you online. Don't really have to talk to anybody if you don't want. But you could but, if you but want But you could. To. And they have, yeah, they have people there to help you and support you. And so I thought at that time that this is something that at least theoretically we could automate. Of course, later you start to identify the practical challenges to automating this. Namely, that all these records don't exist in a central database. Yeah. They exist in thousands of databases across the country. It's a very decentralized kind of thing. There's no, we do more expunctions than anybody in the state by far. And the next closest, maybe does a dozen or so. Tools like Easy Expunctions are upending the legal industry as we speak. Companies like TurboTax, Zen Business, and many others are automating legal processes just like Easy Expunctions in tangential verticals. 
Creating the opportunity for individuals to better represent themselves in court makes sense. At the same time, this shift is fundamental to the business model of legal services and is certainly unsettling to traditional law firms. Yeah, we just live in a very antiquated legal system. And this bias against the pro se litigant was not something I anticipated. I figured that if you're in the right court with flawless documents and the law says you're statutorily entitled to this relief, like it's not even a question kind of thing, then injustice aside, a certain outcome can be expected. Nobody likes going through the criminal justice system. And so the fact that I was able to return to that same place and get closure on this issue was super empowering. I And the fact that I was able to save some money while I was doing it, but it was really empowering and wanted to deliver the same to others. Didn't know if I was allowed to. I didn't know if this was exclusively lawyer domain. and But the idea was really simple at the time, which was I'm going to generate all the documents that you're going to need and I'm going to give you some instructions and tell you where to go. And that was really the extent of the offering that was in my mind at that time. And so last year alone, I represented almost three dozen customers for free. It's not something that we advertise on our site. It's not, yeah, part of the service that you get. But when we see a court or prosecutor's office or clerk's office really getting in the way of one of our customers getting their relief, I will step in and represent them and go talk to the court. And just, we see every day individuals who call us and the first thing they want to do is tell us what happened and tell their side of the story. And it doesn't really impact whether you're eligible or not. I could see that from the record. The narrative is not going to inform whether you know, you're going to get this type of relief or not. But I think the fact that they want to share that story with you, they want to tell their side of the story, really underscores the fact that they have had that taken away from them. Yeah. So now their story is being told by other people, and it's negative. And it seems to be told at the most important times, like when I want to get a job or I want to get housing or it's causing me reputational damage or I can't go to my kids' field trips. And so there's a number of reasons why people come in, but it's always at the time that really important for somebody. Somebody else is telling your story. And so this gives you an ability to reclaim that right. Now you can apply confidently, knowing that you're going to tell your side of the story, and it's not going to include your arrest. And 70 million Americans have been arrested. It's either you or somebody that you know. And one thing I want people to understand is that this is a very pervasive problem. It impacts just about everybody, either you yeah. or somebody. That, and so the part that we love the most about our job is helping people be able to tell that story and getting people away from having to tell a story that is their wor worst moment. It's really a moment. And people do a lot of stupid things, but they do a lot of really great things too. Nobody really tells that right, part. And right. so when you get arrested, you're reduced to those worst moments. And so for us, our mission really is 
We believe that everybody has a right to reclaim their story. Thanks for listening to this episode of Austinpreneur. Don't forget to check out capitalfactory.com to learn more about us and join our community. If you have thoughts about the show or ideas on how we can work together, reach out to me directly via email, nickspiller at capitalfactory.com. Shout out to the Capital Factory Dream Team for making this podcast possible. And special thanks to Aaron Handworker, who masterfully recorded and edited the show. Come back next week for a whole new episode.